Welcome guys to Bitcoin Out of the Box. We're starting a new season for our show here, season three of Bitcoin Out of the Box. And this season is going to be very special. So one thing that we've been always aiming to do in this channel is to bridge that knowledge gap between privileged institutional investors and the average retailer investor in the cryptocurrency space. Biggest issue being was that these institutional investors are armed with a lot of knowledge and we just needed to fill that gap to catch up with them. So coming up to season three here, I want this show to be a little bit more special. So something that we're going to do is we're going to not just interview the top project managers and leaders. I mean, that's very formal environment, but we're also going to interview and have some casual discussions with a lot of veterans in the space. I've met over these past few years a lot and very, very wise, smart individuals who made it very big in the cryptocurrency space. And I want to get their knowledge as well. I want to diversify your knowledge and to understand what everything that's going on in this space. And that's the kind of the overall arcing objective of season three. And I can think of no better way to start off season three than with my good friend, Sash Guptal. He is the founder. He's a mastermind behind Altcoin Buzz, a fellow content creator and a channel with over 200,000 subscribers right now. And he's going to relay a little bit of insight on his channel, but more exactly on his theory to investing or buying different cryptocurrencies in the cryptocurrency scene and the current environment. He's been extremely successful over these past few years, and I think there's no better way to start the season by having him as a first guest. Here, we just want to have a down-to-earth conversation about the mentality going into the space, finding value about in different projects. In, instead of just like, uh, I just almost shooting ourselves in the back here, but instead of just finding a YouTube video and saying, okay, this coin is good. How do you find and discover value, true value in the space? We're also going to talk about some projects that we are looking at and we're interested in. And this is something that I feel like is going to provide value for you, for the listener, because it kind of gets into different mindsets and broadens your scope of understanding of what's happening here. So here's Sash. How have you been doing, man? How, how are you going? Hey, Michael, I, I've been doing really good and what an honor to be on your show. Thanks for having me. Thanks, man. I mean, we're, we're in a very cool time, I think. And this is why I kind of, we, we all both said, let's do this call right now. It's because this is such a good time. All coins are flying again. I mean, this is a very, very fertile time yeah. and also a very dangerous time too. So what's your view yeah. on it? Do you think, would you, would you say this is fertility time, dangerous time? What's your mindset going in right now? <clears throat> I think my personal mindset is, is, is it is what it is because of what I have gone through in this space in the last four years being in it 24-7, right? Like, but maybe <clears throat> we can start off with how people are, what people are doing in this space. And one thing is for sure that I can see new interests coming in the space right now. And anybody who's new to the space, the first thing that they need to do, need to understand and possibly the first thing they need to get into is Bitcoin, right? Like if you don't understand Bitcoin, getting into altcoin is <clears throat> ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense. So the reason you get into altcoins is because now you've started to understand more about the use cases of blockchain, more about what's being 
what's possible in this space besides just payment and Bitcoin, which is also a store of value now, just because of everything that has gone through in the last uh, 10 or 11 years. I'm not, I'm not a Bitcoin maximalist by any means, right? Like, but the value of that project, that, that, Hmm. That entity, the the thing which it has become now is unfathomable. Like we cannot. So, so we're we're getting yeah. we're getting the mind the mind behind altcoin buzz telling us to buy Bitcoin. So so why 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 would you be called altcoin buzz if it's your Bitcoin buzz though, right? Right, because there is no altcoin buzz without Bitcoin, right? Right. Okay. Okay. We have to salute and give respect to where and and this is about anybody who's new, right? Like so, if if you totally understand, like if you felt the value of Bitcoin, you kind of know what it is, then you won't, you won't get out of Bitcoin into altcoins completely because that doesn't make any sense. Altcoin is like a niche part of this whole industry right now. And there is a lot more exciting stuff happening uh, in this space. I think a lot of exciting stuff is happening with Bitcoin, but it is slow. Like the, the developers of Bitcoin sort of look at, you know, updating Bitcoin as changing the engine of a 747 mid-flight with people on it, right? Like that's, that's, that's uh, yeah, why. And, and also it's a different purpose, right? I mean, Bitcoin wants to be a currency for the world, right? And in many cases, Bitcoin is viewed as a protocol, right? You don't change protocol. I mean, HTTP protocol has been around since forever. We still use that today, right? More, like more than 20 something years. I think without going to the theology behind it, I mean, I, I think we, we can understand the, that we kind of bend the knee to altcoins, uh, to Bitcoin itself. But obviously, yeah. <laughs> what's your mentality when it comes to altcoins? Do you view it as a currency? Do you view it as some sort of investment vehicle? How's your take on it? Because, like, you know, altcoins, I feel like something we discussed in the past is that it's not... It's not really like a currency per se almost sometimes, right? Bitcoin being yeah. a currency objective, eventual objective. What's your take on altcoins? Do you think all altcoins are the same? Do you think you, we need to make that, that separation in altcoins between utility or, I don't know, some of them I would say would almost borderline a stock? Yeah, this is, <clears throat> this is how I look at it, right? <clears throat> I think altcoins need to be seen into a few divisions per se, right? So one of them would be currencies and payments, right? So all the coins that you have, like Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Litecoin, Dash, Monero, Digibyte, all, all these currencies, their, their main purpose is payments, right? And they have technologies and speed and all that, which is necessary for payments. And so they form one category, which is, interesting but not the most exciting for me like payments is the best use case for cryptocurrency in general but for us to get movement on it we haven't seen much happening on that front the second way i would divide it is the ecosystems right like so everybody creates their own micro economies and ecosystems where mostly tokens are used for example you have the binance ecosystem in which they have the binance coin where if you want to get more value of using their platform, you invest in the Binance coin, you get discounts on the fees, right? Of course, now Binance coin has evolved into being much more, but that basic use case for their ecosystem, which is Binance.com, is the core purpose why it was created in the first place. And the same goes for Engine, 
Same goes for chilies. Same goes for many of these uh, micro economies. So all of these websites, these platforms, we need to look at them as micro economies per se. And actually, that would be an interesting analogy. Analogy to look at. Think about these platforms as websites themselves, right? Mm-hmm. So at one point of time, when the internet came about, there were maybe hundred websites, hundred and fifty websites, and people thought, "Wow, this is insane! Like right? this is amazing! Like these are the best." And if there was an opportunity to invest, they would be like, okay, there are 100 websites, let's choose one and let's get into it. But then there were a thousand and then there were a hundred thousand. And then we realized the difference between one website being very valuable and the other website having no value at all. And we can compare these platforms <clears throat> with these micro economies to how that aspect of the internet came about. And hence many of these coins have value now, but they will be, I believe, a million coins in less than five years' time, right? Mm. And because of the amount of work and stuff happening, to differentiate between which platforms, ecosystems, people, teams, communities, use cases, utilities, and marketing have the strength to grow this ecosystem and bring value to them, we will be able to then differentiate which one is better than the other. So these, this is how I would divide platforms. And that's actually a very interesting view to say it. So, so you kind of like, it's like almost like drawing that analogy back again to, to the, to the webs website, right? The, the internet boom, right? You're acknowledging that there's going to be a lot more competition in the future, acknowledging that there isn't just one, you're acknowledging that this is an ecosystem, right? That's, that's the direction you're going. And, and it's about choosing the right ecosystem to be part of. I feel like oh, it's almost it's almost like that. And and just get just a, get just a profile, just to let the viewers know you a little bit better. So you've been investing in altcoin space for um, a long time and been doing very well. So I think altcoin buzz is doing well because you're also investing very well, right? So is there so what's your criteria for choosing or, or finding a project that has value? Good question. I think. <clears throat> I think I've done well because I, I don't have a very rigid system, right? And I'm very flexible to the trends. I'm very flexible to <clears throat> seeing what others think, what they're saying, what it means, and then comparing it to reality as well, right? Like there is a lot of hype that happens and that hype, if it matches part of the reality as well, it makes for an interesting investment as well. However, finding early, early projects that have built something which is of extreme value, uh, <clears throat> and I believe I can test them. I think one of the key things is the moment I can test a product and I mm-hmm. feel like I will be using it and I feel that they will be having more users in the platform, that is an instant turn on for me to spend a lot more time in understanding if they are valuable. So back in 2000, early 2018, I think 2018, right? When we met, you told me about mm-hmm. engine and, mm-hmm. uh, and we discussed it and you, you were telling me about the wallet. And my question to you was, why does a gaming platform need to make a wallet, which has Bitcoin on it? Mm-hmm. And like you have to check it out. And you saw so much value in it at that point of time. I clearly did not. I came back, like we, I think we met in Dubai and then when I came back, I looked into it and I was like, well, this doesn't make any sense to me. October of 2018, they launched their minting service. 
I minted my first NFT after I saw you mint your first NFT, and I was like, mm-hmm. wow. I need Damn, to I'm such an engine myself. show. You're making me sound like the biggest engine show in the world. But yeah, not but I, really. Not really. We weren't discussing why it will be a good investment. We were discussing why it has value. Hmm. Right? And you weren't shilling engine to me. You were saying I, we, the discussion we were having at that point of time was what are the interesting things happening in this space? What, where to keep an eye on to follow, right? Not to buy. And and buying immediately is foremoing into it. And that is the easiest way to lose money. Yes. But it took like eight months for our conversation for me to be able to test it. And when I minted my first NFT, I mm-hmm. not only got like, like crazy goosebumps, I was like, oh my God, this is something which is so easy to use, makes so much sense, studied their entire ecosystem, learned about uh, the multiverse items that can be played on various games. So we built partnerships with a few games and tested out how these items can be used in more than one game on people's wallet, learned about the Unity SDK that Engine has built, uh, looked into every detail of what they're doing. And then I was like, this is insane. And I put my money into it. Mm. It took about eight months to, to learn about something, to follow it, and then invest into it. Would I have gotten a better price if I heard you earlier? Yes, I would have. But my risk at that point of time for me as an investor is much higher. And what mm. we're discussing here is how, how one should build a mindset on what they understand, how they understand it, when they find value and where they find value is the point to get into it, right? Like there is no best time to get into a project, which is even for everyone, because I could hold engine for up till a very high price because I understand the value that they're building for somebody else who's just buying off a YouTube video or buying off a basic research will have a very lesser holding time. They'll be like, wow, I made 50% on it. This is insane. I'm getting out. And they will not see the, the big gains in it, right? Because you'll, you'll say, wow, 50% is amazing in profit and I want to get out of it. And you, and you listen to other people talk like, hey, this is high market cap, this and that, and you get influenced by it. So I think finding that value is what gives you confidence enough to be able to invest confidently and sleep better at night. Uh, because that's this such a very interesting only- view to to see it. I mean, that almost echoes what happened exactly when I started Bitcoin, right? I mean, uh, twenty twelve. I started mining Bitcoin 2012, right? <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I'm not Satoshi. I started Bitcoin. I, I didn't know what I was getting into, but you know, one day I was streaming. I, I was like, you know, I'm doing my PhD. I gotta, I gotta express my intellect, and then I made this Bitcoin thing just, just in my sleep. You know, that's just so casual. Because mm-hmm. why not? But anyway, so I got into Bitcoin 2012. Uh, I mm. thought I'm such a Genius, right? Speculative value, why not? From ten to fifteen dollars, just dump it off. Whatever, right? You know, I didn't fully understand that at that time. I just thought, okay, you know what? It's a fun mining, it's fun using all my gear. You know, I didn't understand the full potential can bring. And this is what and I think this is exactly what so you're kind of applying that to the altcoin space there. You're taking you're taking that look, okay. From the theological the, the ideological side, you're like, okay, I'm I'm part of this ecosystem, joining this ecosystem. And then I need to make sure that there's true value in this ecosystem first. I mean, that's, right. that's the thing, right? To be, to be such a hodler. I mean, and I think that's one of the hardest parts, right? I mean, I've also been doing similar things with a few projects and 
it's hard to be a hodler sometimes because you see so much trade activity going on as well. I mean, occasionally, I mean, even if you're talking about engine, it went up from three cents earlier this year to around 20 cents, right? Yeah. And you're going through that emotional roller coaster ride. And I mean, we can also mention the fact that it went from 12 cents to three cents and then from three cents to 20 cents, right? That's a freaking huge emotional roller coaster ride. What is your way of dealing with that? I mean, if you've been holding on, if you said, okay, this project has so much value, I'm going to take up a position, but at the same time, you're just watching that position fluctuate, you know, massively in value, right? Like eight times. How how do you deal with that psychology behind it? I just don't look at the price. It's it's actually fairly simple for me. I've, I've put myself in a position where I'm so busy that I look at the price only when I have invested more than my risk allows me to invest. So mm. let's assume I have to put a thousand dollars in engine, right? But now I have put 1200 in it. That 200 bucks is what I need for my profit. Like I need that uh, to make some money for me. And those 200 are the ones that I'm concerned about uh, because I want to cash that out at uh, with the price going up and then I will cash it out at whatever, right? Could be 20%, could be 2x, could be 200x. Like mm. that's the one I'm taking out right now. The rest <clears throat> is for me to kind of uh, see, you know, where it goes. And if I see some major problems with it, right? Like I see a trend mm. reversal. I see a, a major change with the team. I see a major change with some some new technology that's coming up, which could possibly uh, be mm. able to compete and, and, and beat it then I have a reason to kind of reflect back, redo my studies, see how things have changed. And then selling takes- But it's never the price. Time. So it's never really, okay, look, it's gone up 10 times, you know, great. Or it's gone down 10 times. We need to reevaluate. It's always about the fundamentals, right? So for you, it's always about, okay, look, these, these are the fundamental indicators. Have they shifted? Do I need to readjust the strategy? So, and I think one thing to just before jumping into that, when do you take profit- like how, how do you take profit? Let's say you're in a position, you made a lot of money. Do you always try to exit your original investment first? That's your first, you know, um, take profit criteria, or do you kind of just wait on it? Do you wait on a certain point where you say, okay, the, the object, the project has achieved what I wanted. I'm out. So taking our 50% on two X is a very wise strategy. And I try to kind of, use it as much as I can. And mm-hmm. that has been a real savior for growth as well. When you find you've done fundamental analysis, sometimes I hold for a two and a half X, three X as well to exit my initial position because I see, you know, the price going up. I can't read the charts to save my life, to tell you the truth, man. I mm-hmm. I don't invest into the right time. I don't care about that stuff. I The moment I find value in it and I see, that it's going to make more sense. I start buying slowly and slowly and keep putting, filling my bags every time I find that there's an apparent dip dip in the market because there is no hurry in crypto. The problem is if you, if the the best thing that has worked for me is looking at it from a five-year horizon and looking at it from a 10-year horizon and then reflecting back at how Bitcoin has been through these cycles of various stages in the last 10, 11 years now. And that really, really helps take cool, calm decisions and be able to withstand any type of a FUD or any type of a mm. market drop or any of that stuff. And it, that, that 
has helped me quite a bit. And of course, man, I've, we've all lost a lot of money. But you can call it a loss or you can call it the cost of education. And the cost of education in the space of crypto is really high. And, he, and everybody needs to pay that, you know, that cost. <laughs> and I that's true but, but i mean yeah. this is like this is a very fundamental idea right it's a very calm kind of very strategic almost zen like i got this zen like feeling you know it's like you got to make sure that you're in the perfect logical state but at the same time your channel is called altcoin buzz right it's about you know energy what's the latest kind of like oh that's what the name implies right so do you think that there's you know, do, do you think this is a strategy adopted over time or have you always been like this? Um, so altcoin buzz is, is. Sorry to pick on you. I mean, I, I, I was, this is like a douchebag question. I, I was just thinking about how to frame it, but I thought it was no, just a good fine. thing to bring I, up. I can yeah. answer it. It's, it's fine because so altcoin buzz is a very, very important part of my life for the last three years. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to build this into something which is, which is sort of more responsible, sort of more interesting, uh, free from comedy and controversy, but gives people basic fundamental news and information, right? Mm. So on the channel, I never, like none of us really go about into like when to really buy something and what, like we really talk about mostly fundamental information about, Mm. okay, this is happening with this coin. Keep an eye on it. This is the news. This is the information. This is what we're expecting. This is why we're excited mm. and stuff, right? Like, but my mindset is going to be very different from the 10,000 people who are watching a video. And the goal is that we try to talk about a project when we think the value is, is going to become more, right? Mm. So like, the way altcoin buzz functions is very different from the way i invest like uh, there are some projects that i will buy in and we will most likely never talk about it on altcoin buzz because i feel that it is too much of a risk that i am taking and it's not even worth uh, covering on mm-hmm. the channel simply because because the two don't have to go hand in hand Right. This is actually going to be a very big question. So uh, something I want to do is I kind of want to make a series of Sasha about this here. And I think this is one of the most important topics we can cover at a later date where, you know, are there any guilty or, you know, coins that we invested in that were maybe guilty of, of like, you know, embarrassed to say, but also like it highlights the content creation process too, because sometimes obviously you don't want to um, even take the reputation risk, right? That's actually a very interesting concept. And I think I will, I will definitely want to like leave a note here to explore this in the future. But yeah, just keep going. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I can give a bit of a background on that as well, right? So me and Jeff started the channel back in like 2017. And he actually started the channel. I joined in like after five, six videos. I'm like, I love doing research. Mm. I, I, I'm not very invested because at that point of time, mm. like 2016, 2017, I barely had any money. Like the first investment I did and the first Bitcoin I got was in a bet that I won, right? Like, mm. <laughs> like that's, that's how my journey started pretty much in crypto is like with zero. So, so zero with a winning a bet to turning this into something that's your full-time investment cycle. That's, that's crazy, right? Uh, to think about so it. Buzz, I wanted to be sort of my thank you to this space, right? Like because crypto space has literally given me everything. Mm. Everything that I have, whatever I do is 
because I'm in this space and because of guys who spend their time effort into building stuff into teaching people into explaining people into scamming people like I, I, I thank them all because without you I wouldn't know anything right like that's and and Altcoin Buzz is sort of a thank you to everyone who's in this space with stuff that I find interesting and be just you know be like this is for you guys because investing is the profitable part of it a media mm. company which is trying to be independent completely unfunded tries not to take sponsorship from many guys like the the guys we want sponsorship for from never pay us right i i mean i, I want chainlink to sponsor altcoin but that's never going to happen right like i want uh, you know binance to sponsor altcoin but that's never going to happen but what is going to happen is a leverage trading platform or a new coin which has built nothing in their life it's just fundraising wants to pay us and i can't take money from them and mm. because of this dilemma we will never become a very rich business because recently like a few months back it was i was really like altcoin bus was about to shut down because i just couldn't afford it anymore right mm. and i was like either i take a loan or i i shut it down I, 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 I was in like in a really tough spot at that point of time. And yeah, like, yeah, it was, it was a tough time, but we were like, okay, let's survive. Let's, let's try to like take this thing further. But we didn't take money still from anyone who we thought would not be good for the channel. And yeah. That's awesome, here. dude. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a fucking, that's a uh, sort of swear, but that's a survivor mentality. And that's something that's really important. I mean, Dude, that's, you know, life sometimes gets tough. And uh, I mean, I'm glad that everything worked out so well for you in the end. And right now you're, you're expanding as well. I've seen lots of expansion. I've seen lots of developments. And following that up here, I think like, so you set a certain strategy going forward. The strategy's executed very well. You're, you're more in the mindset of the, the kind of true understanding of value how diverse is your portfolio of, of altcoins? I mean, um, do you do you hold on to a very diverse portfolio, twenty plus, or do you concentrate your portfolio on a few major core coins? So yeah, so that that kind of brings us back to the initial breakdown we were doing, right? So we have the cryptocurrencies which are for payments like Bitcoin Cash, uh, Bitcoin, Litecoin, Monero, Zcoin, all that. And then you have these platform coins, which are like websites, right? Like Chili's, Binance, Engine, etc. And then you have stable coins, which of course you don't invest in. And then you mm. have uh, NFTs, right? Mm. And then you have the enterprise solutions, which are coming up now. And then you have the DeFi platforms, which are sort of different from the centralized platforms that we discussed before, Engine is sort of in between DeFi and CeFi right now. And I try to find the most interesting ones in each of these categories, like not just one, maybe two sometimes, maybe three, uh, and then diversify accordingly rather than saying, hey, I'm a DeFi guy and I'm only going to buy DeFi projects because I'm a that DeFi guy, bump, 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 you know, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but oh. DeFi is fascinating, right? But yes. but then DeFi 
is so experimental at the same time like putting all your eggs into the defi basket is very dangerous it is mm. very very dangerous exciting yes working yes do i love it yes am i invested hell yeah but should i put all my eggs into the defi basket like would i put everything in chainlink makerdao ren kyber network no i would not put everything in all of them right like i would i would put a part of it because because it's so much dependent on ethereum and ethereum is mm. still experimental in a lot of yeah. ways as much yeah. as- i mean it's they blatantly say on the website this is an experiment like yo <laughs> like they they did they tell you that right it's like they, they're not yeah. even trying to hide the fact that they're an experiment like yo this is an, like it's right on ethereum it's like this is an experiment and there's a big experiment coming up if 2.0 good that's crazy exactly. right as exciting as it is still extremely risky and it's a super big experiment it's super risky like the amount of stuff they're doing is just like ridiculous like implementing jumping to proof of stake sharding like these are some things that i think they 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 thought about but they but it was never in the original specs of ethereum right like this is just like someone described it as changing the engines of a moving car and your analogy is better changing the engines of a moving 747 for passengers that's that's what's happening right now and it's it's phenomenal right it's exciting but at the same time i think acknowledging that risk is very very important but i think i like the, the viewpoint that you're coming from like okay so you're you're taking the viewpoint um of not getting kind of like tunnel visioned i would almost say into thinking one area is the best and also kind of zooming out into the larger picture i think that's a very very interesting way to put it i mean for me, right, I have, I, I'll have a confession to say I've been on a high horse for the highest amount, for the longest amount of time, right? And there was a period of time last year that was almost entering the maximalist territory where I'm like kind of questioning, you know what? You know, it's, it's almost, you're almost believing that only Bitcoin is the, the true one coin. I mean, and I think, I think this year was a big wake-up call, not just from... The, the whole tokens working but also i think like quite a few events in life inspired me to to move away from being tunnel vision into bitcoin too i feel like we're, we're seeing the development of something completely new and experimental and that's a good thing we have to acknowledge it for what it is it is an experiment but at the same time it's one of the most exciting experiments in the world i mean how we can create a new token list it on an exchange obtain liquidity and this can be done with like literally what ten dollars of ethereum gas costs and literally like nothing in terms of listing fees if you want to just go on a decentralized exchange and start allowing that transfer and provide up to hundreds of thousands of dollars of liquidity for that and supplying that directly and allowing people to trade i mean within right. one hour right the point is, holy the shit this is, is insane this yeah, is insane yeah, the problem the problem with that is that you have global price, reach too not not to show it you have global reach too everyone in the world can now trade this it's, it's just it's nuts if, if liquidity is exciting, right? Like everybody should just leverage state Bitcoin then. Like if, because liquidity is the most, one of the most important properties of cryptocurrencies in general. But if that is the point, which is- Well, not, exciting, not just liquidity, not, not just the liquidity, but it's just the, the idea that you can do that with literally $10 one hour, right? That not of creating a coin, creating an asset, creating something. With a website, right? 
the point no, of you can't. You cannot. Down. You cannot. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. You can't provide with a simple website. You can't allow the trade. You can't also have the global reach as well to people. I think these are things we take for granted, right? I recently had to handle a transaction for TT, and this it was a big pain in the ass. But with ETH. Yeah, hmm. sure. You can launch. You can launch something. You can create something, and people can already send you Ethereum. You can interact with that smart contract in literally ten minutes. It's so fast to do it. I mean, like if that's not astonishing, if that's not raising alarm bells and saying, "Holy shit, this is something very, very new for 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 finance." I think you're you're someone's being delusional. You know, I think that's right. my two cents on it. And it's not the, the best. Okay, it, it, mm-hmm. the price. The price digresses us from seeing the value and if yes. that is happening we need to stop looking at the price all the time because real value does not reflect on the price of anything in the crypto space like real value is there finding it is very hard to really find the right value in this space is not easy and not, really putting your money where your mouth is and where your research is is not easy. I think it's easy to watch a YouTube video and buy a coin. And we just don't want to be that channel to tell you the truth. Like literally, uh, that's that is something. And that's what uh-huh. we've learned with making a lot of mistakes. Like when we started, it was just one guy and then two guys just talking about crypto and talking about whatever the hell that came to our head. But as our audience grew, we didn't learn from our mistakes early on initially. And we didn't realize how wrong we were on many things, right? Like, and mm-hmm. when you learn from these mistakes, you, you get a chance to either stop it and not continue it anymore, or you fix your mistakes and you learn from them. And the best way to apologize for your mistakes is to do better by action, right? Like, so and that's, that's very brave. I mean, not many people admit mistakes. I think that's, I mean, no one wants to, people, a lot of people think admitting a mistake is, makes you look weak, but I think it actually makes you look strong. Being, coming out, admitting a mistake, coming out stronger. And I think I really want to just give you a lot of credit for coming out and saying this, you know, yeah, sure. You made mistakes, but now you're much stronger for it. And I'm really impressed with your development so far. I mean, that's, that's just incredible, man. Thanks, man. But it's not about how it looks, right? It's about how I feel about it. I want to sleep better at night every day. And in crypto, every day we make mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. I think anybody who says they haven't made a mistake is delusional, literally. And being delusional in crypto... Well, I mean, this this happens all the time, though, right? You've been to conferences. Everyone just shows up how awesome they are. You know, we got PhDs. (laughs) Oh, so sexy. We got PhDs from all the best universities researching. Yeah. We'll never make a mistake. You can put your money with us. I mean, I'm so bored and tired of that BS, right? Literally. And, and you that's why like, that guy, the one who does, uh, the one who does that, the, those YouTube videos, right? Where he's, uh, you know, making that narrator voice. What's that video <laughs> called? I, I forget, man. That That's such a cool YouTube channel where he's, what, what does he do, man? He, he like says, Today, in this company, you're going to find this, and this is going to happen. And Iron Man is going to come, and he's going to fight the Hulk. And it's kind of a cool effect, that one. I forgot. I don't know. I can't think of. I, I don't know. But I think, I think they just need to give a... Because I, I, I think one of the reasons why I got really tired of 
crypto last year, right? It was just because of so much BS. Like you go to these conferences, you meet so many people and you're just like, this guy is shitting, like just talking trash, just talking super trash. I'm so tired of people mm. just putting up a front, right? And it's a, it's a fun thing, right? And not only do you have to be ultra polite, you have to be ultra formal because you don't want to miss out on deals. They might be passing you deals. You have to be super formal mm. about that. I feel like I was just tired of it. I, was, I wasn't tired of the tech per se. I think last year I was telling you, dude, I'm so tired of crypto. I wasn't tired of the tech, but I think I was just tired of the game, like where you have to be so polite, where you have to try, try to constantly present strength. Mm. Yeah. And there's so many people just like, yeah, just BSing and saying, yeah, we're hiring PhD economists and, you know, dude, these I economists. Never fell for that. I huh? never fell for that stuff. I don't it fall for it, but I, but I roll my eyes, dude. I'm like, dude, like. No, no, no. I mean, I never fell for it in the sense that for me, it's like I said, right? It's been super simple, right? You can, you can be a PhD and you can have the best project out there and you could be building the most amazing thing till I am able to find the value in it. I do nothing with it. Right. Like I, I, it took me a really long time and a lot of people tried to explain and make me see value in chain link. And that was one of my biggest blunders. Like, so I spend more time on studying projects that I could not see value in, spend much more time on what was going on. How did I miss an opportunity when it was screaming in front of me so that I don't make the same mistake again. And I think losing out opportunities and studying them and spending more time on why you're missing out on something, even if it is blowing up, like you don't have to talk about it. You, you can just spend time in saying what made you miss it, which is way more powerful and way more important for your time. Then, and also filtering the bullshit is very important, right? Like for me, I, every time somebody pitches anything, talks about anything or whatever is going on, the first reaction is I'm curious. I'm not going to buy into it. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to do anything with it, but I am always, always curious. So when people come and say, okay, we hired a PhD. Now, what is this PhD going to do, right? What is his value into this ecosystem? How does he make the coin 10 X or what are the factors surrounding all this that will make real value and value should reflect in price. See the price is important, but not not at the point when you're still finding the value, right? Like it, it doesn't interfere with the process, but eventually it still has to be reflected in the price. So if, if you have everything ready, you've built the most amazing building, you made the most amazing tech, you made the most amazing everything, but you've built it in a desert where nobody has a road to go to and you're not mm. doing the right marketing, you're not doing the right outreach, you're not being able to put it on liquid exchanges. Now, these factors matter. And these factors matter from a micro perspective, but also from a macro is why can't you get this done? Why can't mm. you solve the marketing problem? Why is your communication not on, on point? Right? What is stopping you from fixing these issues? And these are all part of looking at the broader picture and finding value in a project as well. So I don't invest in a project because I love it and I think it's interesting and I want to support them. That's never going to happen. It is ultimately for making money. But when you buy into stuff which has the kind of values that you're looking for, which is compromise, com not compromising, like comprising of multiple factors and you have a lot of tick boxes, but you also spend enough time looking at the red flags. You know what exact problems the project is facing right now and how they're fixing it is when you're able to 
find even more value like we we mm. totally aware of the issues that engine has right and mm. i can i'm happy to talk about them as well right and the the engine ecosystem depends on making nfts and the more engine is locked on nfts the mm-hmm. more more the less supply is available and that yes. gives it a lot more value however yeah. if you track the amount of engine logged over the last two years mm-hmm. the not at an accelerating pace it's at a decelerating pace like mm-hmm. that means from going from 9 million log to 11 or 12 million log it took a long time but then you have microsoft which is literally buying and locking engine tokens in their items though the quantity is really small it's a massive validation of the technology mm-hmm. right secondly they are based on ethereum and anybody who's going to use games or or play games with the unity sdk on it will have a really hard time waiting and waiting for ethereum to scale right like so engine needs to figure out its scaling solution yes. fast as well yes and, and it cannot these, wait these it are, cannot wait just directly for the ethereum native solution i think like that's that's one of the key understandings because you know in this enterprise doesn't wait for for blockchain right like yeah. if they need something they need it asap and i think that's something that we've been seeing in the crypto space as well for quite a long time where it's 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 all about timing as well there's a lot there's a huge element in a product delivery and part of that is timing and it's sometimes luck based i mean take for example zoom right i'm sorry to digress for this whole topic here but zoom came out a good time right coronavirus unfortunately you know may zoom pop and i think it's one of those examples here where engine seeing the opportunity maybe ethereum is not ready but they need to very quickly find a scaling solution that works at a gaming grade level where you know if a gaming if a game does take off right and you have like even for me when i was playing video games i was generating around 1000 transactions per day so i'm just one player right so you actually need a scaling solution that if a gaming game is successful they're not going to say yeah i'm going to wait 3 years for for ethereum to scale and then we'll, we'll we'll make this game better they need that now like if a game pops and you your technology is not ready it's you, your game is going to die that's going to be that's just the simple truth of it right and uh, yeah if you're a million dollar if you're if you're running world of warcraft on top of engine of on engine or you're you're running the off ethereum technically which is the underlying protocol it's not going to work simply said but then when mm-hmm. you when you when you get into this problem right then you what, what what did we learn from this we learned that we need a scaling solution yes so yes. then we we get into a different territory we re- we get out of nfts and blockchain gaming into scaling solutions right which is like a different animal altogether and then you start yeah. looking at stuff like loom and loopring and matic and all all the ethereum scaling solutions that are out there and then you see okay which one is doing the best stuff and then you start researching and then you find out oh wow like i think i'm super fascinated with what loopring is doing right now right like mm. their their solutions the one which is making most sense in terms of all the developers i've spoken to i'm like okay can you help me understand all these solutions really loopring okay interesting yeah okay uh but we'll we'll here's the thing now engine has two options right wait a while come up with their own solution or use another scaling solution but engine is one platform i think if engine is having this problem i'm assuming 
many other platforms will have this problem. So yes. it's a problem worth solving. So that's why then we look into seeing if we need to find value into you know scaling solutions. And that's how the investment cycle goes, right? Like you look for mm. a problem and then see who's solving it. And then you find mm. everyone who's working on that problem and then how they're solving it, which one has the most value. And then you look at all the other parameters further. And mm. so the cycle continues, right? And then, then you see, That's okay, where is en- engine listed? And then you find out, okay, it's on Binance. Now Binance is an exchange. Now what are the other exchanges? Then you find five different exchanges and see, okay, Binance has done this trajectory. Is any other platform going to have a similar trajectory? Like, is anybody going to beat be the next Binance? And then you start looking into exchange coins because they are the first first utility coin anybody who's trading buys right like because you get a discount on exchange fees you get possibly entries into ieos and multiple other use cases that the exchange is willing to give and then you start looking into the utility of the exchange coins and how many exchanges have tried many things if there is something innovative happening happening on that front so this cycle keeps continuing keeps continuing and then you keep finding various projects with different values and then you can compare you know, the innovation, the stability, the Mm -hmm. growth potential, the team, the marketing, the business, and multiple parameters to then see, okay, wow, this is worth buying into. And yeah, and and here's the thing, right? Look at it from the cryptocurrency perspective. You gave the example of Zoom. Now, Zoom did perform extremely well, but they'd been working on this for years. Like Zoom is not new technology. Exactly, exactly. It didn't come overnight. Like it became a sensation overnight because everybody's like, okay, nothing else is working for this purpose. Zoom. Yes, exactly. And it's like, alternatively, alternatively, how about we look at stuff and I'm just bringing this example to, to talk about the mindset, right? We talk about stuff, which was going to pop during this time, but remain undervalued because of industry conditions. So what is it that we can buy? which is necessary or was going to make value, but has given us this opportunity to buy into right now because the industry kind of is on a break. And that's when you find undervalued stuff, which is an opportunity that we need to look for at this moment. You know what I'm saying? I think mm, like, okay. I'm thinking like this touch this conversation, right? Cause like just for the viewers out here and listeners out here, this top touches on so many important subjects. And I think I've been spending quite some time digesting this as well, because it's, it's one of the first times, uh, second time, I think Sasha and me made a, a conversation. And I think there's so much to explore and yeah. so much to talk about. And I, one of the things I think I want to look for feedback on, and this is something that I do want to interact with the community with, is like, how should we present these discussions as well? Because I feel like we, we touched, touched upon timing. We touched upon finding value. We touched upon, but every time I, we touch upon these subjects, we need to explore deeper, right? So like partially just for like kind of pulling myself back a bit, it's like, how should we present this information for you guys as well? So, I mean, I guess this is a good point to leave comments about how and what we want to listen to and how to explore Because I think one thing I definitely want to do long-term is to discover these topics with Sash here. And just sorry to break up the conversation with you, Sash, but I was just like, that was one of the partial things I was thinking was just like, you know, how do we break up this all important stuff here? And uh, 
yeah, like even the Zoom example that I'm um, just going back to your question, right? It's there's so many miracles that happened for Zoom that made it work so well for them. They they've been preparing for ages, sure, but you know why did the community choose Zoom over Skype, over Google Hangouts? I mean, was it was China the biggest factor there? Because obviously, uh, for me, the way I understood Zoom is that. Zoom had one of the best call qualities to China, and there's that's why I can never leave Zoom because I still call people in China, even though I know there was privacy issues and valid privacy issues with Zoom. But I hope that does answer a bit of a question. I think they they built up something that was very needed at the time because there's a lot of businesses that do call people around the world, and because this world is getting very more very globalized, we need that communication. So, yeah, they built something. You've come to the right conclusion, right? Like at the end of the day, it all boils down to the product, and that's that's why the engine example also falls into this space. Is because still I didn't use it. I was like, okay, this this is not investable for me. But when you use it, and then you apply additional trends and parameters to your strategy, you can then find real value in stuff. And and the product that Zoom has built, in my opinion is far superior to any other platforms that I have used so far. Is there a better mm-hmm. technology line that, you know, is there, but nobody's talking about it? Hell yeah. There would be 15 better companies than... Mm. I mean, Microsoft is there. They're, they're, they've been, Skype's been around for ages and they got destroyed. It doesn't work. The product exactly. is not comparable. No, no, exactly. I'm saying, what, what I'm talking about is, would there be an undervalued company like Zoom, which is much better than Zoom and does things in a much more faster, more superior manner. Yes, there will be. But the reason Zoom stood out is because of all the other parameters, factors, trends, timing that played well for it. Is the other one investable? Hope I have no idea. I'm not sure. Mm. One, even if they have the best product, looking at everything around it is important before getting into it. And I think that that that's a mindset that we've been discussing since early on in this conversation, right? Like uh, the first thing we did discuss was how do you, your investment strategy, Michael, will be very different from mine. Your yes. mindset will be very different from mine and your research and analysis will be very different from mine, but it is what you buy and makes you sleep at night, not the gains that you make that make you successful, right? Like at the end of the day, your risk factors would be different from mine as well. And the discussion that we're leading into is how do you look at stuff and where do you find value and what kind of a mindset you need to have to be able to find value and then make money, right? Mm. Hello? I think, yeah, I think so. I think, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. This is, you got me thinking a lot today. Like, I'm very different. I think, how would I describe it? Yeah, like some something previous as well, just prior to this discussion with Sash, you know, we, we're talking about our different strategies and it's very, it's very, very different. I think it's something I want to explore as well. I think like, how do I go on here? I think there there's similarities in the fact that I like to do a lot of deep research as well. But recently I've also been trying to look at and understand a lot more about the full mentality of what's going on. I think one key objective I, I thought was just get off my high horse. And I think that's one of the kind of key reasons why I want to start 
of this new series of podcasts with is to kind of broaden our scope of understanding of the world. So I would say, yeah, it's, it's agreeing on you with the, the fact that there are different mindsets. And I think gaining an appreciation for that is important. Yeah. I think one thing that I am unable to do well in is figure out the serious technological projects, right? So because of my background, not being in technology and finance, mm-hmm. which, is, which is good if a lot of people have that, and I'm trying to learn more about it, understand technology more. Like I want to do a few courses in learning about coding and stuff like that. But I make sure I have friends who understand that stuff. And we need to look at it, what is missing in this space as well and how you can find technologies early also. For example, you want to get into DeFi or you want to see what's happening on Ethereum, right? Now, there is not a single library in, in the entire space that that has the entire smart contracts that have been deployed on Ethereum. And there is not a single platform which breaks down what that particular smart contract does, right? And think about the value something like that builds. I'm not going to build it, right? I'm not in a builder mode right now. I'm just in an observer, investor, learner mode right now. But we have so many things which are missing in our ecosystem that makes it hard for people to make smart decisions. Because if there are, let's assume, 100,000 smart contracts deployed on for DeFi, 100,000 is a bit crazy, right? Let's assume 1,000 smart contracts for DeFi platforms deployed on Ethereum. I have no list of them. I have no list of somebody breaking down one from the other. So if I find Kyber Network and I've seen what they have built, I have no idea to compare if this can code can be improved and if somebody else is doing anything better. Right. And, and these are, these are problems that we're facing as investors in this space on a regular basis. And I look forward to somebody making it easier and smarter and, you know, figuring it's really it out. Hard. I mean, I think, I think one thing to touch upon is that, and I think I do want to say the difficulties of investing, right? I mean, I think you touched on a key subject, like, in cryptocurrency space, it's just not one area. And it's in the funded traditional, more traditional finance, you have large investment firms where they have one particular analyst that just does IoT, AI. Hmm. Like this guy's a specialist on AI. This guy's a specialist on decentralized networks. But I guess in crypto, the other issue I think that we're facing is that some of a, things are linked together, and B, we have exposure to everything. And the altcoin space is so huge, right? And yeah, there, are, like, there is AI, there's IoT, there's, inter- there's Internet 3.0, whatever the hell that is, right? You have to specialize in everything, and it combines coding as well. I mean, how yeah. do you evaluate? It's not huge, though. I have to disagree on one point there. I don't think the altcoin space is huge at all. I, mean, I think it's I gigantic. I think, I think no, in terms no. of understanding it, I think it's just way yes, too yes. huge. I think in terms of understanding it, it's just yes. ridiculous. But I mean, and it depends Michael, on the detail, in right? In five years, 
in five years, it will be way bigger. It is, like, it, it, and it's already it's big as well. I mean, it's been blowing up like crazy. I mean, the DeFi space yeah. is such a broad category, but like we've been seeing so many different variants of DeFi. We cover a lot about engine today, the investment mindset, but I think there was a few more projects that I wanted to talk about and diversify into and into understanding as well. So. For this episode, we'll leave it on. It's this cliffhanger here. And Sash, thank you so much for coming on and having this crazy interview with me. Thanks, Michael. It was such an honor to be here. I'm a big fan of everything that you do. And yeah, so excited to be on this channel. Really appreciate you having me. Awesome. Thank you so much, Sash, dude. It means a lot. And I really hope we can build a really good series out of this. <laughs> series out of this. <laughs> series out of this. <laughs>